The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to episode number 122 of the LSR Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry with me. I have Dustin Galker. I have Adam Candy. You can follow them on the Twitter machine for free, and you should, at Dustin Galker, at Adam Candy, two E's. Know why. You can also go in, subscribe, rate, and review for this podcast. Really do appreciate all of the great feedback that we've gotten so far. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google helps us climb the charts, so we do appreciate it. All of that stuff. Uh, we'll talk about New Jersey. Interesting, interesting numbers coming out of there. We'll talk about Florida because we have to. It's the big news, big state. We'll talk about that, of course. Connecticut, what's going on there? Live, not live, what's happening? DraftKings, the Intain stuff, a little bit more coming out of that. But let's go ahead. And Adam, let's kick things off here with New York. And uh, we got a little bit more deeper information here about the whole plan in New York. So we'll start with appropriate credit to Tom Precious of the Buffalo News, who was the first to report a lot of this information. But we have now seen The Matrix. Are you ready for The Matrix? Uh, There's the New York sports betting tax matrix. Um, The red pill apparently is, do you want to pay 64% (laughs) on your taxes? Uh, And the blue pill takes you right back to where you are right now, which is nowhere down the rabbit hole. Um, So what we've seen is that the top bid is in in New York. We don't know who placed the top bid, but the fact that we are now seeing tax rates means that the New York State Gaming Commission has selected its top bid. And now other bids who submitted lower tax rates now have the information on what the tax rate will be to decide if they want to match that and be a part of the New York sports betting ecosystem. I could sit here and try to game out the entire chart for you in terms of how many platform providers and how many sports book operators, et cetera, et cetera. Just understand this at the bare minimum that's required by law, two platform providers, four sports book operators, the tax rate on gross gaming revenue, would be 64%. And in case you're wondering, yes, that is by far the highest in the country, Um, even when you factor in lotteries and management contracts and and everything like that. Um, The one thing I would say is that it's not likely to be just two platform providers and four sportsbook operators. As you put more platform providers and more operators into the state, the sliding scale goes down on that tax rate. Uh, The way we game it out, it kind of looks like 50% is one of the more likely numbers of where this lands. That was the threshold that former Governor Andrew Cuomo set before he resigned. And uh, we should find out more in the next few weeks here about who placed those bids, who was scored highest, and who actually will get a license in New York. 
Dustin, the question that I keep getting asked from people in New York is not just when do I get to do this, but who am I going to get this with? Like, who am I going to actually get to to bet with? And I know that we don't know this for sure, but can we at least give them, can we at least give those people some sort of idea as to who they may be able to place their bets with? I got nothing. I got nothing. We have no, we have, we have literally no idea who's bid, who made this bid, who is going to be accepted. Um, you know, like Adam said, there's, you can look at this matrix, which is way more complicated of a concept than it needed mm-hmm. to be. They created this, this giant chart that nobody, what makes your eyes glaze over when you look at it. Here's the, here's what it blows down to small number of operators, 64% tax rate, large number of tax rate operators, probably around 50%, uh, unlimited number of ta- operators, 35%. Uh, the most likely thing, uh, you look at this thing, the thing that makes the most sense when I look at it is 12 operators at 50%. That's the, like, they, there's no reason for them to add more operators to go down to 35%. There's only, I think we determined 14 people actually put bit operators who put bids in. So you're looking at at least a robust number of, of operators probably being in New York. Again, although I'm also assuming that people in New York are rational actors, uh, as we all know, that's probably not the case right now they are they 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 the most rational thing would be to get the most operators at the highest tax rate to maximize the market um so that would that would be the 12 plus 50 percent um so in that scenario you know if if we're wishing for the best scenario uh, that's probably it and that means pretty much everybody who the big names you know out there DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, uh BetMGM, Barstool they all get in plus a bunch of people that you may or may not have heard of and smaller players Beth365 which is in relatively small number of states but uh has been very interested in in New York. So I I don't I wish I could say you're going to get a robust number of of operators and but there's also this world where they say oh more tax m- money is better and we're going to take that. So in that case, it probably would be, you know, I would guess it's the big guys because if they're taking one of mm-hmm. the smaller operators at, or one of the the other one of the smaller groups at sixty four percent, I think that's that would be a, a basically a nightmarish decision for New York. Now, Adam, we know that. I mean, listen, I think people. People see these numbers, and if you're not really inside the bubble, you don't really understand that sports betting in general is just very small margin business. And there is, once you start talking about licensing fees and, of course, just the cost of operation and and paying employees and taxes and this, that it's, it's not a lot of money that actually is left over at the end of the day when this is all said and done. If they're taxed at 50%, let's just assume that that is where this ends up selling. If they're taxed at 50%, is this a sustainable thing? Because I mean, you'd think like, okay, maybe with the, with the amount of people in New York, if there was only three or four, maybe even if they're taxed 4%, there's enough of that to go around. Everyone's going to be fine. Tons of money, tons of players, tons of people, all that. But if we're talking 12, 14 at 50%, do we think that is sustainable? The short answer is no. By the way, stop reading my Slack chats because uh, we were actually working on exactly that story oh, uh, at LSR so, sorry. on uh, kind of breaking down the numbers and, and uh, you know putting out there for people like, listen, do you understand what it means? If then it's a tease, Adam. It's just a tease then, okay? I, you, I did a tease. You know what, yeah. Matt Brown, if there's one thing I've always known about you, it's that you're a tease. Um, so let's talk about what it means for sustainability, right? Um, Pennsylvania has an, a 36% effective tax rate. But nobody's paying 36% right now because you can deduct promotional spend. And so all of those free bets and all of the customer acquisition costs that are going in in a state like Pennsylvania can be deducted. So they're not paying 36%. They will eventually when they're not bonusing and promoing at these levels, but they're not right now. In New York, that's not an option. You're paying the full amount. 
um, you are paying tax on every dollar of that revenue. They kind of used their second mover status to learn from other states that allowed this to happen. So the sustainability of that appears to be not high because as we know, 5% is roughly the historical average for how much sportsbooks are going to win. So if you're to take 5% of gross gaming revenue, immediately cut it in half, and then start adding in overhead costs, really, it has to be a marketing play at that point, right? To have your brand out in front of people, because if you're trying to hold 1%, 2% on being there, the volume that you have to do is massive, just massive. And, and it's possible, don't get me wrong, it's not impossible to do that kind of volume in New York, otherwise people wouldn't be playing the game, mm -hmm. but it's a hell of a challenge. The other piece that I would mention here is just matching the tax rate. If you didn't bid the top tax rate, just agreeing to match it isn't even enough to guarantee you're getting a license. It's still up to the discretion of the commission to decide whether you're getting into the market. So think about if you're a three, six, five and a standalone bid, when you agree to match the tax rate, you don't know if you're agreeing to match 64 or 50 or 35, right. you're agreeing blindly to however many get into the market. The, the, the lack of cost certainty and having a 30% difference in what the tax rate might be. I, you can hear my voice go yeah. up saying it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's, it's interesting, isn't it, Dustin? <laughs> when, you, when, you're, when you're gaming this out too, like you could, like, I don't know, I have a whole lot of idea, but you could also just be, you could be counting on New York at some point fixing this mess, right? And some people are. I don't know if that's the best decision, mm -hmm. but you could be saying uh, overpaying for access now so that when they do fix it and get rid of the ridiculous tax rates and open up the market, you have a, a first mover advantage. You have a lead. You've already acquired a bunch of customers, whatever. Like that's that's at least a possibility in the background here is that you just you eat it now. You, you count on the legislature that doesn't, didn't like what Governor Cuomo did. Cuomo's out of office. Like maybe we fix it. Like, is that, I don't know if my, my, you're, you're gambling there too, though, that they're actually good at New York can actually be functional and fix what is uh, not the best system for, for doing this. But if you're doing that, you're saying, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to overpay now. I'm going to get, I'm going to accept whatever tax rate now. And at least I'm in. And then I can, and like, like Adam said, this is, this is right. I, I feel like maybe we've cried wolf on the past, but there is no, you're not making money in New York at this rate. If you're pay you're immediate, if you're pay, immediately paying 64% of your revenue, like you're not making money in New York. You have to, you, you're all of your money is going into access market access. There, there maybe there's a little bit, but it's like New York. It's not a golden a goose. Like we were thought, like, yeah, you're of, right. Yeah. Like we thought that, right. okay, this opens up right. In terms right. of raw yeah. dollars. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a, like you can, you can almost boil it down to it's a marketing mm -hmm. play. You have to be in, uh, you have to be in New York or else what are you even doing? Right. That's the, maybe, maybe that, that is, is all of the value then tied up in uh, that and the, and the potential future for New York. I don't know, but it, it's, I, I, I can tell you, nobody is getting rich. If you have, if you have to agree to the 64% rate and that's what they end up with, Nobody's making money. You're you're placeholding, doing it's a marketing play, whatever it is. It's not to make a lot and of money. And Adam, Matt, before yep. you, yeah, just just one thing to add to what Dustin was saying. If you're planning on it being fixed legislatively, there are regulatory fixes that have to happen too, because there are triggers, and I don't remember them exactly right now, and I apologize for that. But essentially, there are triggers in the tax rates that you bid that correlate to the length of the license that you're being given. The higher tax rate you bid, the longer license uh, that you get. I believe the top term was 10 years. So you would essentially um, be coming in knowing that you could be locked into that tax structure for a number of years based upon the current regulations. Again, regulations can change and, and laws can change, um, but it, it's all part of the gamble. 
Yeah, and I mean, listen, they know that some of that money is funneling out of the state into New Jersey. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. But I mean, this is uh, this is something where, hey, look, if you have a bad product, which this might lead to a bad product, given what we're what we've seen in all these other states where the guys are, you know, the, the operators are super aggressive. They're super player friendly at first, giving all kinds of bonuses, all kinds of different things like that. We haven't seen these crazy, crazy uh, juice, uh, you know, the uh, juice wars and stuff going on that we saw in a couple of the other states, Adam. And, you know, look, it, it may be in New York. You don't get those people staying home. They're probably, you know, at least a portion of them are still crossing across the border to go to Jersey because it's still just a better product. And you know you have to be realistic about that, right? Like you have to be realistic about the fact that you're dealing with a different market in New York than you're dealing with in other states because of New Jersey, because of the fact mm-hmm. that you already have people who are established in the legal market. It's not like trying to go get all the offshore customers and bring them home or activate new people who've never been sports bettors. You have a fairly dedicated group of people who are, you know, in some cases, biking across mm-hmm. the George Washington Bridge uh, to go place their bets every day. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's going to be interesting for us to follow here and see how this ends up all playing out. Dustin, we have talked several times about this whole DraftKings and Intained thing, and we do at least have a little bit of news, though it's not any news that has us moving one way or the other. Yeah, not maybe not the most exciting thing, but the, the we can continue to rumor about this for the next uh, next month at least. DraftKings <laughs> had made an offer for Entain, uh twenty two billion plus price tag. Uh, there was a deadline this week for that for that deal to either take place or or just move on with life. What we got was an extension uh, to November sixteenth in terms of uh, DraftKings may, being able to put a firm offer on the table that that Entain can consider can uh, can entertain obviously uh, the, the big deal this is the the parent company of of MGM part of the joint venture like that's how MGM got its product to market so uh no not not big news but this deal is not dead yet which will lead to uh, more rampant speculation about whether it will or won't and uh, this would obviously send reverberations throughout the throughout the sports betting industry but this is uh we, who knows? We we could still we could still be talking about this, uh, and they could actually you know this this at least puts it out there that this is a possibility. Uh, I was disappointed in Brad Allen's uh, handicapping of this. He put this as the second favorite behind uh, Entain telling DraftKings to go pound sand. So at, at also also disappointed because it was seven to four odds. I thought Brad was an American American odds fan. Uh, disappointed to see that he learned to use uh, those odds instead of American odds. Seriously, Brad, if you're listening. Get it together over there, buddy. Get it together over there. Uh, Adam, we are out of soft launch and we have officially official a new state on board. And before I get to telling you about that new state, let me go back to its neighbor for just a second, because I hate to leave the people hanging and ask them to do their own legwork on these things. I went back and double checked the New York uh, tax rates and how they're tied to the length of license. Basically, any bid up to 50 percent will get you a five-year license. Any bid over 50% gets you a 10-year license. So 50 is actually a very interesting threshold because if it goes down to 50, those are five-year licenses. If it goes up to 64, those are 10-year licenses. Okay, (laughs) Connecticut is live. You are no longer limited to just 750 people per sportsbook uh, as it was in soft launch. So you have three options. You have DraftKings and FanDuel. They're both partnered with um, Mohegan Sun and with Foxwoods. And you also have the Connecticut Lottery having partnered with Rush Street to put out its own product that's under the Sugar House brand. So you have three options in Connecticut. It's another state that we're looking at as uh, a potential 
competitor to New York and mm-hmm. to Massachusetts, right? Uh, anybody who lives in that area knows that there's a mystical dividing line somewhere in the state of Connecticut where you're either a Red Sox fan or a Yankees fan. Well, there's no dividing line on neither of the states next to you have legal sports betting right now. Uh, Massachusetts and New York both don't, both do not have any sort of mobile option uh, at the moment. So uh, we expect that Connecticut, which is one of the highest per capita income states in the entire country, is going to be a decent market for those who are in. Uh, Dustin, just just re- refresh me. There's there's a company that's located in Connecticut that's pretty big in the sports world, right? There's uh, there's there's one that's got a decent little name that's located there. Yeah, I, th- I thought so. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ESPN. I know all the ESPN folks are are excited that they still based there can uh, can can wager on it. It's uh, it is a little funny that yeah, you know, Caesars is one of the big big people with ESPN in terms of uh, having a having a deal with ESPN, and you can't bet on Caesars there because we only have the three limited options: DraftKings, FanDuel, and Sugar House. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, the Wild Worldwide Leader has uh, has a sports betting option when they're actually in Connecticut now. Certainly will be interesting, Adam, because at the end of the day, I mean, you do have a you've kind of got you kind of got a built in kind of got a built in client client base here. I mean, like they're the, the, I've been to the ESPN campus. It's massive. It's huge. I know there's a ton of people that work there. There's a ton of people I mean, like with what's been going on here over the last couple of years. I can only imagine this is like a flip the switch and 70 percent of those people are like signing up at all these sports books. I mean, it's, a, it's pretty awesome for Connecticut sports books. I mean, just imagine with as many texts as Adam Schefter gets in the first place. <laughs> how many more he'll be getting from ESPN employees wanting to find out what Mr. Editor thinks about who's playing this weekend. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Uh, Dustin, so we have to give our update weekly on the podcast about Florida. So please, everyone in Florida, listen up. Here goes Dustin's update. Uh, this one's maybe not exciting, but it is at least if you want to see legal sports betting in Florida in the short term, this is uh, positive news, I suppose. One of the several lawsuits that is out there was dismissed in uh, federal courts uh, about allowing Florida sports betting to move forward uh, under the control of the Seminole tribe. So this is one potential avenue that seems to be shut off. Now, there are still two other lawsuits out there that are in the in the D.C. federal court, uh, district court in, in Washington, D.C., that are still ongoing, still have a chance to stop sports betting from, from moving forward. Um, but right now, that's the, the news. We don't have any other news on a potential launch date. Uh, you know, I think some of this legal stuff, they're trying to let that work out. Uh, you know, we now know that Hard Rock isn't ready to launch its sports betting product as a monopoly there in uh in florida even if it even if it could legally so i mean and again like we said last week it could they could have started last week based on the language in the in the tribe so in the the compact so we're still sitting here slightly good news but you know also you know the bad news is we're also looking at a, a potential monopoly for florida not ideal for consumers uh it seems like we're talking a lot of, between that and new york we're talking about a lot of potential bad news for consumers in terms of what you're going to get so you know i think hard rock will put something good out there if and when they do launch but Anyway, the news, one lawsuit gone, two more still out there that threaten uh, the future of Florida sports betting. Adam, this was uh, some pretty interesting news that came through. Listen, we talk a lot on here about wanting to make sure that everything is getting done the right way, that everyone's going about doing this the right way, promoting the right way, making sure that the right messaging is getting out to the people out there and the NFL and uh, partnered up with an announcement yesterday that there's going to be a pretty big investment in making sure that that's the case. Yeah, this is one of the first of its kinds that we've seen between the National Council on Problem Gambling and the NFL. Um, and in full disclosure, I um, I sit on an NCBG 
uh, communications advisory committee. And we were been talking about uh, this release that was coming out. And the idea behind it is stick to your game plan, always bet responsibly. Now what's going to do is you're going to see uh, more responsible messaging, more responsible betting messaging worked into various NFL platforms. So quite obviously you've seen all of the ads that have been blitzing your various uh, TV, streaming, radio, internet, whatever, uh, for the various sports books that are partnered with the NFL. We know seven of them have some level of partnership deal uh, with the league. Now you will see uh, some, some smarter, I think, coordinated messaging when it comes to responsible gaming. Um, you know, the idea, they say, and I'm going to read this uh, directly from them, is not going to be new to anybody who's been part of the space, but it is probably going to be new to a lot of people who are just getting into it. Uh, you know, have a game plan, set a budget, know your limits, use licensed, regulated operators, and bet responsibly. Uh, there are websites you can go to for, for more information. So um, it's good to see the league taking this step forward. And I think also... Um, as Keith White, the executive director of NCPG, put it, this probably sets a pretty good template for other professional sports leagues mm -hmm. to incorporate something similar, right? They talked about could be the PGA Tour, could be Major League Baseball, all of these other leagues that are fairly invested in the gambling space right now that hopefully can use this as a template. Dustin, you would have to imagine, I mean, the NFL being the big boy leading the way here that all of the other leagues will, uh, you know, follow suit at some point. It might not be immediately here, but I would imagine some point over the next few months, we see some sort of something from just about every one of the, the, the major leagues that are out there. Because again, NFL, everybody knows is king. Once they've made their move, you probably just follow suit. Yeah, and we like to crap on the leagues, so I'll give credit where it's due here. This is a great move by the NFL to do something and be proactive about it. And they spend some time not just trying to make money off of sports betting, but to, to, pro to provide a message and to work with a group uh, with the NCPG. Like I've known Keith and and their and the work they're doing for a long time. Don't sit on a committee like Adam does, but they they do good work. And this is this is great to see. This is and this is how you know we've talked about this in, in lots of podcasts. This is how we get control of it. Leagues mm -hmm. should be very interested, vested interest. And making sure we have we keep responsible gambling under control before it gets out of hand. So this is great to see. I uh, I I would love to see other leagues to do it, and I'm I'm really happy to see this just for just for everyone for for people who have problems with gambling, people who don't yet, and for the leagues to do something that I think is really valuable if they're going to make money off of sports betting. Yeah, Adam, this was when it came through for me. I was it, it made me smile just for strictly from the from the standpoint of hey, look. This wasn't anything that was really getting forced. I mean, listen, we have mentioned it, as, as, as Dustin said, several times on this podcast and all that. But I mean, look, we're still pretty early in the game. We're still pretty early in a whole bunch of the, the markets opening up and stuff like that. To see the NFL kind of getting in before they, air quotes here, had to or have to, uh, I think is a really positive step for, for just the, the industry in general. Yeah, and I want to add one piece that I left out of the first part of news because it's easy to say, well, we have a partnership. We're working together. Um, there is not an actual dollar amount listed, but it is discussed as a multi-million dollar, multi-year campaign. Mm -hmm. So we know the NFL prints money, you know, and it's good to see them putting some of it toward a resource that is often underfunded uh, at the state level. Dustin, we knew it was coming. It was only a matter of time until that number, until that number popped out of New Jersey. And guess what? It is here. Fire the cannons. Hear the fireworks. Look at the rainbows. See the unicorns jumping. It is here. The number was hit.
Do we, do we get like confetti and stuff? Yes, like yes, down? yes. Can all we that's edit, coming the, down, edit yeah. the confetti in. New Jersey <laughs> hit a billion dollars in handle for the, a single month. First time that's happened in any U.S. jurisdiction. Again, yeah, you're right. We knew this was coming at some point. Um, they barely scratched across one point zero one one billion dollars, which is uh, even those little decimals are a lot of money when you when you right. go, when it comes down to it. But that's you know that's uh, we 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 hit this this kind of magical number and we knew it was going to happen. Um, but this is kind of, they, again, New Jersey continues to set the bar of what this looks like. And it's also really interesting vis-a-vis New York in that we're, we're see we see New Jersey, which really the first online sports betting market in the U.S., if we're not counting Nevada, um, when it's in-person registration. And this is like, New Jersey has really done pretty much everything right. Open, wide open competition, mm-hmm. relatively low tax rates so people can innovate and, and market and, and not worry about it. So it's, this is the, this is interesting that you're going to have these two states side by side, New Jersey, which has done it very well. You know, maybe the state realizes a little less tax revenue from it, but they are also getting a, just a bigger market out of it because of that. And it'll be, you know, New York just has more people. But what will that mean when they open up with, a, you know, with either fewer operators, limited operators, higher tax rate? This will be a, a good proof of concept of what this all means. So anyway, big numbers out in New Jersey uh, you know, revenue also uh, up to 82 million, I believe, in in the month. And online casino on top of that also hit a new record, I believe, as well uh, alongside that. So lots of good news in New York for online gambling. And again, if you're doing online gambling, you should be following along with what New Jersey does, uh, has done because they're obviously doing something right. To our friends up north who love uh, who love Molson, who love poutine, who love uh, ketchup chips, all of that. There's some news over on LegalSportsReport.com about what's going on up in Canada. Maybe uh, some new additions to people who are going after some of the market share up there. There's a story on Michigan sports betting handle as well uh, and talking about those numbers. And what we could be looking at is some interesting news on Maryland as well. Adam and his crew, just tons and tons of content, tons and tons of work. So be sure and go in and take a look at all of that as well, because they have been doing, I mean, working overtime over there. So be sure and take all this in. Adam, I know you normally take us home, but it was a little bit of interesting news that came through yesterday, strictly because it's whenever we see names of people who are big in whatever it has been. I mean, Dustin and I, since we've, since we've been around since the poker days, like we've seen names pop up in the sports betting industry that were, you know, we knew from poker from the poker days. And then it goes into DFS and obviously a ton of the names that we knew from the DFS days going into sports betting as well. And sure enough, there was one of those names that kind of popped up yesterday as launching a new project in Nigel Eccles, who is going to be launching a sports betting platform. That being said, it is not what we have come to traditionally talk about here on the podcast. It is going to be one on the blockchain. So it is going to be a crypto based um, a crypto based sports book. And you look here and it says who is behind the project. It is uh, on, on the website and it says it's built by many of the founders and early employees that built the multi-billion dollar sports gambling company FanDuel. It says, where is it based first uh, re- remotely is first priority, but its employees are mainly concentrated in Glasgow, Edinburgh and New York. And it says, when will it launch? We're targeting early 22, 2022 for our beta launch. And so uh, just another interesting kind of wrinkle here in all this, that some of these guys are coming back around. They're coming back around though, but going at it from a different angle this time. Yeah. And I'll leave it to, to you guys to, uh, you know, to, to weigh in on the arc of, of Nigel Eccles, since you were around more for the DFS days uh, than I was, we obviously have talked to him on the podcast in the past when he was working on um, 
working on that the flick app um and uh, you know uh, crypto is a subject we haven't covered a whole lot um there's enough news with dealing with traditional currency yeah. that we haven't really gotten uh, much to crypto but uh is it that's definitely interesting uh, news to see yeah, and you know, Nigel's a smart guy. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he created, basically helped create the daily fantasy sports industry, uh, and which then turned into the leaders in sports betting. So, you know, you let, you'll, you, when you hear him get into this, you, you think, you know, he's been thinking about this for a while. It means he's putting some thought behind it. It'd be interesting what we see. You know, we have, we've seen DraftKings dabble in the, in the, uh, in the, in the crypto with an NFT marketplace. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's 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 a lot there and yeah we're still such you know it's, we we talk about bitcoin and crypto a lot and just society at large but it's still early days and you know what does where's crypto embedding heading god only knows but you know yeah. i i'd i'd want to be out in front of it if i were anyone and if you're 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 creating a platform now to deal with how right. that will look makes some sense yeah, I mean, yeah, i'm with you i who knows where this where this all leads if it becomes something you know i I've tried so super hard to wrap my brain around all of the everything's that are going on. I mean, you know, you and I are at least proud owners of sloth. So we, we do, we do have that. We have, we, we own an NFT. Do you feel special? Uh, I feel special. Like I'm one I, of the cool I, kids. Yeah. Not, I mean, I just like sloths. So that's all. That's it. Even if it didn't work out, it'd be all right. Adam, do you want us to buy you a sloth as well? I would like to quote the great philosopher Busta Rhymes who asked on Twitter last week, should I buy a house or a link to a pixelated picture of a monkey? <laughs> yes, yes. The board apes have uh, have gone absolutely crazy as well. It's just uh, it's it's interesting. Anyway, uh, just 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 some news again. It's a long way away. There's beta launch. Not, uh, you know, that's still uh, several, several, several months away. But uh, as that progresses, we'll try to keep you in the loop there. And as mentioned earlier, all the stuff we talk about here is in written form over on LegalSportsReport.com. Please go in, take in all the great words over there. Really do appreciate the support on the pages. And of course, for the podcast aspect as well, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, we love that you guys go in and give us the ratings and reviews. If you want to follow the guys and you should it's absolutely free just smash the button at dustin galker at adam candy two e's no why if you hate yourself you can follow me at matt brown m2 for adam for dustin talk to you guys next week Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.